What's up, y'all? It's your boy. <laughs> it's your boy, the one and only A Switch. Uh, <laughs> AKA, um, well. <laughs> AKA the undisputed, undefeated social distancing champion. AKA who put taco meat on my taco meat. But I'm not a rapper though. <laughs> AKA the Komaki Tiger Dropper. AKA um the nigga little master bringing you yet another episode of switches sites uh episode 151 to be exact uh for those that don't know uh switches sites podcast is a solo video game podcast where your boy just talks about that um today's date is uh april 28th 2022 Man, it is about to be May. That is, that is so weird to me. I don't know why, but I mean, I guess really it just, just time is going fast. I feel like, uh, I definitely agree with the, I'm not sure if it's a, uh, established statement, but like the older you get, the faster time goes or something like that. If that isn't a saying, I mean, that should be because that's what I feel like a lot. Like, especially when I was younger, it felt like everything was just taking forever. But I guess you could probably attribute that to, you know, being in school and, you know, generally places you are forced to go outside of your, you know, your own uh, desires. But yeah, so didn't mean to. (laughs) I feel like that kind of got weirdly deep for some reason, but that wasn't my intention at all. <laughs> um, yeah, outside of that, nothing much popping. Got a couple of, uh, interesting topics to talk about today. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, without further ado, Let's stop the dilly dallying and get right into it. So, um, first topic of discussion, modern warfare two logo has been revealed. Um, I mean, this is, this is like just magnifique. Uh, perfection in terms of a logo. I mean, <laughs> it probably, to be honest, it probably only took like 10, 15 minutes to do, but at the same time, I mean, it's, it's, it's subtle, but impactful, subtle, but, but so, so impactful. So, you know, basically got the M and the W. Okay. Modern warfare. What what can we do to spice it up for the sequel? Uh, I don't know. Let's just make, um, the, 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 the L character of both green and make it two. 
we got Modern Warfare 2. How about that? So, suck it. <laughs> I don't um, I do like how it, it definitely, um, harkens back to the original Modern Warfare 2, which I, of course, being a huge fan, probably one of my favorite Modern Warfares, uh, since 2019, um, wholeheartedly agree. So, A, I think, uh, at least this, I think just by this logo alone, I think it does imply that they are, they are definitely trying as hard as they can to try and take inspiration from the original Modern Warfare 2, which, uh, I think is, is, is really the best way they can go, you know, just considering especially that like that modern warfare two multiplayer thing we were supposed to have at some point or who knows that might still be a thing technically but i heard that i think all those elements are going to be put into this game especially considering the um i think this game being the first to have an extended cycle uh in terms of um having a longer time to shine essentially because I think the next game made by Treyarch is going to take a year off uh pretty much so oh yeah I hope it doesn't disappoint I mean especially if you go and buy 2019 which is I played that just in in a crazy amount um yeah I don't think they'll I don't think they'll falter I don't think they'll falter with this one especially considering the the time they had to. So, oh, oh. sorry, I'm getting aroused by this. I, I apologize. I'm gushing, but, um, what else? They, uh, did like show like a more emotion based, uh, reveal of the logo, which is pretty much more of the same. Um, Another tidbit I think it's interesting to discuss while we're on it is that uh, apparently um, the game is being shown to a, a select few uh, people, um, at least as of last week, towards the end of last week. Apparently, SoCal residents, I mean, I'm in SoCal and uh the wedding didn't reach out to me. I mean, we didn't I didn't get an email or nothing. I'm just uh it's not like I'm one of the, your biggest fans, but <sighs> I digress. Um and of course influencers. I th- I just recently heard that it was actually um provided to uh NFL draft prospects apparently. So that's that's an interesting choice, but it, it seems like uh, Activision has always had this, uh, um, what's the word, kind of involvement with uh, sports to some extent. You know, uh, what was it? Um, what's the dude's name? James Harden wearing the Black Ops 4 cap. And that's, I think, the first we've ever seen of the logo. So that. This is not like out of the ordinary, like thinking back at least. So at least it's out in the wild. Um, 
That's good. To, I would, I would, I wanted to want to see it out in the wild. Oh, I mean, I know there's going to be a, an inevitable beta at some point, so I can't, can't fret too much, but I'm just saying it's one of your biggest, biggest fans, but it's, it's okay. It's okay. At least uh, definitely happy that it is confirmation that we do have Modern Warfare 2. It is going to be Modern Warfare 2, Um, which, again, is the smartest move ever considering. It's, I think, definitely up there in terms of one of the most popular. I'd say more critically than uh, I don't know. I think it's a little bit of both. I know it's definitely been topped, I think, specifically. I think the third one technically topped the second one uh, by a couple of degrees, but um, still, uh, can't wait. I can just want to see it in motion, see what they added. I do kind of hope it's as probably unrealistic, but a part of me does want to see it get broken uh, where it, you know, it was kind of like, um, Marvel versus Capcom two in terms of just brokenness, but it's kind of a good, uh, yeah, I'd say it's kind of a good broken because it's a lot of other broken stuff too. So it doesn't feel as like weapons don't feel as OP because a lot of other weapons are OP as well in a weird kind of synergy rather than like a very highly unbalanced type thing. So that would be kind of refreshing, uh, you know, considering the lineage of modern warfare games or call of duty games in general, that were more, more, uh, unbalanced in terms of, it was generally like one or two guns that like are OP, but like modern back with modern warfare, it felt like a lot of guns were OP. So (laughs) technically it was kind of even so, that would be kind of cool, uh, cool little, uh, turn of events. If, uh, we do actually get modern warfare two <laughs> broken or broke, broke again, that, 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 sh- that hopefully will be, uh, you know, uh, unannounced, uh, subtitle for this when it comes out, I guess that'll be yet to be determined. So anyway, I digress. Uh, moving on. Moving. Uh, PS5 VRR support has finally, finally, uh, started rolling out this week. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, VRR is basically a feature, uh, for select TVs, more of the newer ones now, uh, where essentially it kind of works like, uh, G sync and free sync for monitors, where if you have a sudden drop, um, in performance, specifically frames per second, like, let's say you're playing a game at 60 and it, you know, occasionally drops to 40, um, what, what VRR does is pretty much make it smooth and, and not noticing that jump. Um, so that has been a highly requested feature, 
uh, for the PS5, especially considering the Xbox, I think technically had it at launch. So, um, at least it's good now that the PS5 is kind of even the field to some extent. So, um, on top of that, a couple of games, uh, released, uh, some patches to further, uh, support this feature because, uh, some games can actually support it directly while others, um, you can actually support it from the menu or technically support unsupported games, which is, uh, definitely, you know, the only, the, the, the main game that comes to mind is Elden Ring for sure. But, uh, Astro's Playroom, uh, Call of Duty Vanguard, Cold War, Destiny 2, Double May Cry Special Edition, Dirt 5, Godfall, Spider-Man's, uh, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, uh, Resident Evil Village, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, Tribes of Midgard. So, that is a, that is a plethora of at least initial games that, uh, support VR. Um, here's to, um, further games coming out down the line that will support it as well. Definitely can't wait to, to get a digital foundries kind of outlook on, on, uh, how good this feature is. And probably, you know, I would assume compare it head to head to like the Xbox series X and stuff like that. So, um, I guess we'll see. But at least from what I've heard, it seems to be fine so far. But, you know, you never know. You never know. I mean, obviously, if it's if it's working, they, they're going to roll it out. So. Finally, we get VR. It's about time. It's about time. Um, Sticking on the PlayStation train. Chi chi. <laughs> uh, I I I always never always forget to look into that. Uh, it's weird. It works sometimes. Other times, I just I just got helium, but it's it's <laughs> it's okay. It it uh it, it uh adds some spice, I think. Um, PlayStation Plus, or at least the um the new tiers of PlayStation plus coming out, uh, I believe this June, um, is basically, you know, having a full restructuring. So with that being said, uh, people with existing, you know, standard PS plus subscriptions as well as PS now subscriptions, which essentially this new, uh, restructuring of their service is doing, which is pretty much merging them together uh, to an extent is, um, is, uh, had some recent issues because of that. So at least this whole issue started, um, where basically, um, I think they somewhat recently announced within this week that, um, for PS plus ultimate, I think, or ult, (laughs) I want to say ultimatum, but I know that's not it let's say PS plus ultimate, at least whatever it is. Uh, if you have an existing subscription of PS plus, as well as a existing subscription of PS now, which is the, um, 
streaming service as well as like you can download some select games, more of the current ones, of course. If uh, you have both of those uh, during the transition to the new uh, PS Plus like tiers, then you automatically will get upgraded to PS Plus Ultimate, I believe. Um, so what, uh, you know, very savvy, uh, users discovered, uh, with this is that, you know, uh, technically you would have a lot, you would save a lot if you actually purchased and at least the term is a stacking where you basically buying a lot of years of PS plus in advance, um, buying a lot of PS plus, uh, subscriptions, year subscription is in advance and then, uh, getting a PS now subscription. And as long as you're subscribed by that before the, uh, June, um, June date, then it would, um, upgrade your prescription. <laughs> yeah. Prescription to, um, the, the, the highest tier of the, the, the restructure service. So with that being said, uh, one of the, the interesting like detail of that is that pretty much the, whichever subscription, whether it be PS now or PS plus is longer. Um, you'll, your, that new subscription will end however long that is for you. So let's say hypothetically, like you have PS plus for like six years, <laughs> until like 2030 or something. And you just get one, like one month of PS now, like, let's say, you know, close to the, the June date, get that. And then pretty much you have like the highest tier new subscription, uh, until said date that ends, which I think I said 2030. So as you can see that, uh, it's a pretty, pretty dope deal if you, you know, savvy and take advantage of it. But Sony being Sony apparently is, uh, putting a halt to this. At least it's still kind of in a um, highly conjectural, uh, phase right now, but I think it's pretty much substantiated, uh, for the most part where, uh, apparently a lot of, uh, PS plus cards are getting, um, denied where, specifically if you're trying to stack subscriptions, if you don't have an existing subscription and you subscribe, I think you're fine for what I heard. But if you have existing subscriptions and you're trying to stack in order to take advantage of this, um, you know, grandfather, uh, changeover thing, then, uh, they are not accepting those. So clearly Sony caught on and I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, we ain't, no, y'all ain't gonna get this, get this free deal. Y'all gonna have to pay for this or whatever. So, uh, so that's at least causing an uproar to a lot of folks, um, you know, who understandably so, um, want to take advantage of this deal. Cause it's kind of similar to the Xbox deal where, you know, Xbox didn't do anything about it. It's like, eh, we don't care. I mean, I think, um, I think Xbox has a cap though. I think Xbox has a specific cap, but I don't think PlayStation does. But anyway, still it's the fact that they're trying to thwart that, uh, is, uh, it's kind of grimy. It's straight up grimy. I'm, I'm not even, I'm not even going sugarcoat it. It was, 
straight grimy. So, uh, <laughs> I tried it myself. Uh, at least I managed to get like a PS now subscription from like, um, eBay. Um, and it, it looks to work, but I'm waiting to activate it before the June date. Uh, so then I can, so I think I got like six years stacked, I believe. So that is at least the plan. But I think that's the other thing too. Like, let's say you wanted to get like some PS plus cards from like, uh, like Rite Aid or Walgreens. Apparently all those have been deactivated. So like, let's say you hypothetically go to their store and try to get one and you know try to ring it up it'll get it'll be invalid so they won't be able to get it for you either way um because apparently PlayStation being grimy so i found that pretty crazy so um it's messed up it's messed up PlayStation going PlayStation i guess so anyway um yeah. So I guess, uh, I wouldn't try buying, a, a, a multitude of PS plus cards in advance, um, because at least they're not going to work. <laughs> um, so, uh, but who knows, maybe PlayStation might say towards the end, like, Hey, Hey guys, <laughs> guys, we've heard you. <laughs> As of now, we are allowing stacking of PS plus. I was like, why did you, why did you even do it in the first place? So anyway, uh, just an FYI, I doubt anybody would, you know, be, be aware of that unless you <laughs> sleuth in the game forms like I am, but I'd say it's worth bringing up either way. It did make news as well. It's like uh, starting to hit news sites now also, which is one of the, the main reasons I did decide to bring it up. Push Square specifically uh, made an article about it. So moving on. Uh, Gears five, uh, map makers being removed. You had your chance to use it and you didn't use it at all. And look what, look what's happening now. Uh, we can only blame ourselves. <laughs> Shame on everybody that didn't use it. I'm, I'm pissed at everybody. Um, I'm livid. <laughs> I actually, I, <laughs> Actually, I want to, I saw this go up. This is by from gears Twitter. I uh, saw this. I'm like gears five had a map builder <laughs> and mind you, I've been playing this, uh, somewhat periodically, you know, um, pretty much since it released. And I had no clue that this, this game had a damn map builder. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, uh, obviously for the PC version only, but Still, I didn't even, I don't think I, cause I'm, I dabble with the PC version as well. And I didn't necessarily see a, didn't necessarily see a, uh, map builder option. And maybe it might've been just a separate EXE or something that you could like, you know, mess with and then like upload to the main game or something like that. So <sighs> thanks a lot guys. Y'all ruined it <laughs> for everybody. Now I, I was about to make a map. 
I was about to make me some maps and now, now of course they cancel it right when I was, a, <laughs> um, yeah. So that's, uh, I, I'd say that's clearly a reason why they probably are, uh, sunsetting it anyway. But I mean, if I was more aware of it, maybe I'd be, I'd probably mess with it. I'd probably just re- recreate maps that aren't in the game, to be honest. <laughs> I'd probably make one, uh, call booty. Of course, call booty. <laughs> It's literally nothing on the map. It's just like one, one, uh, one, one, uh, mantle cover and then two shotguns on the side. And I'm just going to call it a day. <laughs> just call it a day. <laughs> um, I mean, it's not the worst idea. I mean, I've heard, of, I've heard of more horrible ideas. I mean, it's booty. <laughs> Let me stop trying to entertain that. <laughs> But I additionally bring this up is because I really like what they are doing, which I've not seen before specifically, uh, which is that they are automatically unlocking achievements that are tied to this mode. So via their Twitter, uh, PSA, we're removing gears five map builder and unlocking its achievements for all players as the team focus on future projects. If you've completed, I made it all by myself. Uh, you'll receive an exclusive banner. And if you've completed homegrown hive, you'll receive 10 K toin, 10 K toin, 10 K coins in game. So literally, uh, a game that actually gives you an achievement, um, since it's unobtainable, which I think uh, a lot of other games should follow suit. I think it will definitely make a lot of achievement hunters, uh, definitely much happier, especially like, I think the biggest culprit of this is multiplayer games where like the whole community is flocked away and left, uh, since, you know, other, other games have come out or more interesting games have come out or just the game has run its course. I think, um, I think just, 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 all right. Okay. No, you, you, cl- we, you clearly can't get this at all right now. Let, let's, Hey, if you log in, we'll give you the achievement. All right. There you go. At the same time, I, I do kind of see like, cause the fact that it is a unobtainable does give you more kind of incentive to get it because not a lot of people will like go to get it or go for getting it. Like <laughs> probably one of the achievements that still haunts me to this day is the seriously achievement from the first gears, technically the second one too. But I think the the first one haunts me more because, uh, if the, if the requirements were playing, uh, unranked and ranked, I would have had it already. But the fact that it only counts ranked, which I don't play as much as unranked, that that still that still haunts me to this day. I, I occasionally tried to, you know, occasionally jump into Gears One. And see, hey, is anybody anybody playing? Let me anybody trying to get this achievement. Let me get this achievement. But I got like I have to get like three thousand kills and, and ranked in. 
considering the structure of the game, there isn't like a death match. This is before death match came into the game series. And, uh, I'm like, no, I'll just, that's the only achievement I had to unlock to, to fully complete that game. But it's okay. Achievements aren't everything. That's what I learned. But I think this is definitely something that deserves some praise in terms of, you know, rewarding people who more than likely are still playing, include myself. And, um, you know, obviously would never touch this mode or got a chance to, or <laughs> was just reminded that this mode exists, that they actually give you, uh, you know, an achievement, um, since it's inaccessible or will be shortly. So shouts out to, uh, the coalition coalition just just doing good in the world you know just doing good um with that being said i think uh i think that'll do it for the news for this week uh let's get into what i've been playing uh specifically uh, RE4 VR mercenaries. Um, I think I talked about it a little bit earlier, but, uh, at least, uh, going into more detail now, um, it actually has been, um, even more enjoyable, um, more of a, a skill, uh, discovering these new like niche modes. It definitely, like similar to the main campaign campaign. It feels like I'm uh playing mercenaries all over again, which has been uh has been great. It's been fantastic even. Um I, I probably my favorite mode hands down, I think I mentioned it last episode, was uh the um Wild Wild West mode or I forgot what they call it, but basically you have the two uh broken butterflies and basically managing reloading each one and kind of juggling that then having to pick up ammo and then you get like the chainsaw sisters coming at you it's a lot to handle but you know when you get a when you get like a rhythm it feels it feels pretty damn gratifying i have to say um excuse uh apparently there's a smoke smoke alarm going on i don't know why uh, if I, if I die in the burning fire, then let it be. Um, but yeah, so there's that mode. Uh, some of the other modes that, um, I don't know that, uh, at least, uh, oh yeah, there's one interesting one that, uh, basically you have this harpoon gun and, uh, you basically have to reload it every time with one shot. Uh, but it does have a collateral property. So if you, you know, there's somebody behind, behind the person you shoot, it'll, you know, go through them as well. Uh, so that was an interesting one. Um, I'm trying to think of any of the, uh, more notable ones that have come out, but I don't recall. Um, yeah, that, that, those are definitely the standouts. I think I talked about the Chicago typewriter one. Um, and I, I, I forgot I did actually 
uh, at least gave it a shot streaming it uh, a while back too. So um, yeah, you can catch that at Twitch TV slash a switch. Um, I was in the zone, not even gonna lie. Uh, I was in the zone until my, uh, till my Oculus died. Just the battery just died. I was like, Oh, well that killed my whole, <laughs> killed my whole, uh, momentum. And I was like, oh, all right, I guess I'll just take a break then and have not come back to it <laughs> since I plan to, uh, to get back, come back to it. So, so yeah, um, loving, loving the mercenaries. Uh, yeah, again, it's like playing it all over again. Well, at least now it's a lot more varied. It's a lot more content than just the base mercenaries mode, which I've technically not really touched that much. I've mainly been messing with the new challenges. So yeah, RE4 VR mercenaries, man, that is, it is really, it is really a flagship, really, really a flagship, man. Straight up, straight up flagship for, uh, for VR. It really is. Uh, moving on. Let's see. Uh, Overwatch 2 beta. Um, that of which I did play. Um, I messed up my time code, didn't I? I think I did. I'll figure it out. Um, yeah, so the Overwatch 2 beta, um, I unfortunately didn't get an, an initial beta, but, um, if you didn't get in initially, there was a guaranteed way to get it, which you had to, uh, watch like a list of approved streamers on Twitch, uh, for four hours. And once you've watched them for the four hours, you, um, as long as your Twitch is linked to your battle.net account, it will, uh, give you the beta that way guaranteed. So <laughs> obviously a lot of people did that, uh, since they had no choice. Um, so yeah, I did that, uh, locked it. And then I played a, a pretty decent amount last night. Um, when it, uh, at least, uh, was available. Um, and yeah, initially, Initially, I have to say it feels pretty much like Overwatch one. I didn't really see or feel, I guess, keep it in mind that it is a beta obviously, but other than like the UI, like, uh, the HUD and stuff with the, you know, modifications there, uh, maybe some of the characters, but again, it was weird where like some characters were mix matched and, and some like you can actually use your skins that you already had in the main game. Uh, but some you couldn't, um, which I know you can attribute to it, uh, being a beta, but it just felt, it felt more like overwatch one to me, at least initially. Um, I'd say overall, actually, to be honest. Um, yeah. Yeah, it really felt like a just an update to Overwatch, really. Of course, you know, this this is a beta, so clearly, you know, they're there that's probably why. And I think uh I'm pretty sure it uses pretty much the architecture of the first game to a fair extent as well. So 
you know, there's that. Um, yeah. So, but don't get me wrong. I definitely enjoy what I played. There's like a lot of substantial character changes specifically in terms of characters who were at, um, previous different archetypes that are now different. So at least the ones that I messed with that stood out the most, of course was a uh, doom fist who was previously a DPS. Uh, at least in this two beta specifically, he's now a tank, uh, which is interesting. It's, uh, yeah. So it's like, he's a tank now he has a lot more health, obviously. Um, he has this new shield attack, I think where he can basically, it, it seems to be kind of like a hybrid of, uh, uh, well, it, it kind of seemed, it pretty much seems like, um, what's her name? Uh, Zarya's, uh, shield to a, like a lesser extent, it feels like where essentially she can, uh, he can take damage and apparently it, uh, makes it charges his, uh, punch his, uh, standard, like launch punch move. Um, which I, I didn't, I, I guess I didn't play him long enough to get a really good feel for, but at least that's what, uh, looking at the game description, uh, apparently what it does that it charges his, um, or adds more damage to his already like damaging <laughs> launch punch straight running straight. I don't, <laughs> I forgot what it's called. Um, or I would, it, I, I don't think it would be just a doom fist, but, um, yeah. So, he was cool. Uh, outside of that, he pretty much played the same. Um, I, I will say he does make more sense being a tank consider like how he disrupts people. And, um, I definitely, he's definitely more for the attacking side of, of, uh, of the game versus defense. He feels like, um, but I was, I was digging him. I felt like, <laughs> I think it's specifically the fact that he's a tank and he has more life really, but, um, he's still fun. Nonetheless, he feels obviously more powerful now that he is a tank. So it was, a I think it's a welcome change since I feel like there aren't necessarily, I think obviously the biggest field of just, uh, characters in a certain archetype is DPS. So it is definitely good that they are spreading the love and, you know, um, putting characters where they make sense, which I feel like doing fist definitely makes a lot of sense being, a being a tank now after kind of playing them for a bit. So, um, also bastion, he didn't, he, he didn't necessarily change his, uh, archetype. He's still a, um, DPS, but man, as a, as a, you know, occasional bastion player, uh, at least when I do play, which has not been as of late, but it was definitely uh, really digging the really digging the bastion changes, really digging them. So, uh, at least his one notable move is, uh, you know, where he, he can turn into a turret on demand anywhere and, you know, has more firepower, whatever, etc. But, uh, now he technically can move as a turret, but, the trade-off is that, uh, this move has a cooldown. So it, it, uh, it, it essentially is kind of like his ultimate, like, uh, that it used to be in one, but to, uh, what feels like a watered down, um, kind of version now where he can pretty much do it on command, but 
he has a cooldown that he has to kind of uh, abide by. But it, it, it feels pretty fair. Feels, uh, <laughs> I don't, it depends. It depends on the context, but he, uh, he feels pretty damn powerful now that he has mobility with his turret, even though it is a cooldown. But, um, that, that, that specific detail alone, I think is pretty substantial. Uh, I guess the additional trade off is that he can't, he cannot, um, he cannot heal anymore though. So that is kind of a unfortunate trade off. But the fact that he's mobile now, I think is a, is definitely a better trade off. I'd say overall, it feels like that, uh, you know, uh, as long as you got some healers with you, I think you, you, you can kind of make up for that, that deficit there. But yeah, really digging Bastion. Um, his ultimate is kind of cool too, where it's a, it's a new one where it like shoots, like, I think like three mortars essentially. And, um, it feels, it feels fair. Um, you know, it's definitely has those properties of like, if you're not paying attention, <laughs> you did. Um, but as long as you're attentive, it's dodgeable, which I think at the, as well is pretty fair for his character. So, um, yeah, yeah. Really digging Bastion, really digging the changes they made to Bastion. Um, I think he has this, he, I think they replaced his healing with like, this grenade type thing. I think it's a grenade that can also adhere to people if you, uh, you know, uh, manage to stick them with it too. But yeah, overall I'm digging, I'm digging Bastion. I'm, I'm really liking Bastion. Uh, nobody else that I mess with. Um, what's his name? Damn it. He's, uh, he's the tank. He is the tank with the hammer. Damn it. It is like in my head. Um, damn it. It is not coming to me at all. Zarya, the hamster dude. Uh, fuck. I'm like blanking on it. Let me look it up. Uh, I want to say Torbjorn, but that's the turret like plant dude. Why is that? That is coming. That is like a blank right now. But I know him. I just know him. Oh, what is this? Reinhardt. Oh my God. Why? Reinhardt. So Reinhardt, uh, it seems like they, they, they've done it with a fair amount of other characters too, but including Zarya where they have, uh, you can use their moves twice and you know, there's a cooldown uh, respective to each use. So like, um, Reinhardt's, uh, like, uh, shoot, uh, what would you projectiles essentially like at least previously he was only able to shoot one, but now he can shoot two. Uh, I think presumably in succession, I never really, uh, had a need or, or was in a scenario to do that. But apparently you, you could, uh, presumably do it in succession where you could do one, two and shoot them away from the cooldown. Um, but it seems each one has a relative cooldown. So you technically can use two and have to wait for the cooldown, at least for projectiles. It was the same for Zarya as well, where she had, uh, you know, her portable shield and her, sh her personal shield where she had two of each, but I think they are shared between the two moves. So like you can either use two personal shields or two, 
uh, external shields for like uh, other players, which I thought was a interesting move. But I guess it kind of makes sense to make up for the deficit of having one less character from the main game. Uh, so now the player count is five on five instead of six v six, which is um. It really wasn't that noticeable. I thought it would be more noticeable, at least from what I played. It wasn't necessarily as noticeable as I thought. Um, but I mean, it was it was an interesting change either way. Um, at least how the the structure works, they did um, at least for the beta. They brought the they brought the role queue system back from the like the latest version of uh, Overwatch where. Specifically, you select a role you want to play, role or roles you want to play, and the game will look for, you know, uh, a match for you to fill for those. Uh, At least uh, from what I noticed, there is at least there's one tank and one tank, two DPS and two heals. So, yeah, I don't it seems fine. It seems fair. It seems balanced. I think it definitely puts a lot more pressure on the tank to, uh, you know, <laughs> be good. Um, which I think that's another potential like point of, I don't know, uh, controversy, I guess, uh, where, you know, I think, yeah, the metal system, at least as far as the beta is concerned, the metal system is out. Um, now you can actually see on the scoreboard, you actually have a visible scoreboard now, which I, you kind of had, uh, in the first game, but it was only for yourself. I believe it, you couldn't see other player player statistics, uh, during the match, but now you can, <laughs> and I don't know, at least knowing the, the, the overwatch community, uh, and how toxic they can at least get. I feel like this is, uh, this is only gonna, only going to ignite the, um, the, you know, toxic fire, if you will. So we'll see how that, ha- how that develops. Uh, at least as somebody who isn't, who doesn't play Overwatch as religiously as I used to a while back, but that's, I'm very curious to see how, how players are going to respond in terms of, you know, accountability. Hey man, where, where, where the, where the are my heels at? God, son of a where the f*** are my heels? <laughs> Look at you. You you at the the lowest at the you you at the bottom. You you ain't even healing. Any, what are you doing? I I could you know. But then it goes you know it goes to that that whole kind of revolving kind of a circle where it's like if you healing good, you technically won't get necessarily a lot of kills. You can don't get me wrong. It's possible, but. Uh, for the most part, I guess, depend on your character, uh, at least to my knowledge, you know, if you healing, you're not really killing. Um, but there are exceptions where you can, uh, essentially do both, you know, uh, depend on your skill level or whatever. So definitely an interesting observation I picked up on, um, what else? Yeah, Roll Q being back. Um, anything else substantial? Oh, they they did have a new mode. I think they called it Push, where essentially it's kind of like it feels like the uh, the inverse of tug of war. Essentially, I guess where basically 
it's kind of like a variant of um, what's the mode? What is the mode? I forgot what it's called. I know I could uh, I could show it, but I don't know what it's called. It just doesn't doesn't ring a bell. It's not control, but it's the one where you push the car to the point. The one where you push the car to the point. It just is not not ringing a bell. Oh man, there are there are a lot of new maps, and they definitely added the uh, kept in some of the older maps. But I assume they're like um veering the matchmaking towards the newer maps or favoring the newer maps, of course. Um, Overwatch game modes, cause I'm drawing a blank. Uh, was it assault? Escort, yeah, escort. So it feels like a variant of escort where you, you, uh, basically if you're near this robot, who's kind of neutral essentially, but it, whoever's team is, uh, fully on the objective, the robot pushes the objective towards, uh, the opposing team. And if you manage to, you know, push the objective all the way towards the objective team's base, uh, you then win the match. So it feels definitely like a spin on escort where I guess it, it uh, neutralizes it more than it being one sided of a, you know, attack versus defend type thing. So I thought it was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of people were like, can this robot move any faster? But I, at the same time, I understand why, you know, in terms of kind of even in, even in out the playing field a little bit to give the opposing team a chance if they get team killed or whatever. So, um, mess with the, the new character a little bit. Sojourn. Um, she feels like a mix between soldier 76 and Ash. I'd say she feels very like a, like a hybrid between those two. She's got like a dope slide that is like super, like super evasive. It feels like, and uh, yeah, so she has a slide, she has a machine gun, uh, but then she also has this other move that I think, no, I think if you shoot the machine gun and get hits on people, it charges, uh, her alternate move up called, uh, I forgot what it's called, but I think it's like a real gun that, um, it only is enabled if you do damage on people. Um, it kind of reminds me again, kind of like Zarya to an extent. And, uh, if you charge it up, then you can shoot at other people. Um, I think to greater damage. So I don't know. I thought she was going to be more interesting than what she was shown. But then again, I have to play with her a little bit more and probably get gooder, get gooder. Cause I know they said, uh, <laughs> she, uh, is like a love letter to like quake fans and stuff like that. Cause you definitely see peppers of various games. Like, <laughs> I think the only reason why I gravitate to soldier 76 so much is because, you know, he plays like a call of duty game essentially, which is, you know, up my alley. So, 
Um, yeah, I think uh, I definitely get Quake unreal vibes from Sojourn, you know, within the confines of uh, of a Blizzard game, essentially. So she definitely has potential. She's kind of interesting. I don't think I've seen her old yet, but um, yeah, yeah. So outside of that, nothing. It seems like a lot of characters are pretty much the same. At least I tried pretty much dabble with majority of pretty much all characters, but there's only a couple characters that I feel like had substantial adjustments, at least, you know, um, as somebody who's lately just been casually playing here and there. Um, yeah, those are the only major ones, at least for the characters I mess with that I noticed, uh, excuse me, huge, um, substantial changes too. Um, but for what they are, they definitely, I think are welcomed. I mean, they're definitely different, obviously. I mean, I think that's the, the, the ongoing debate in terms of like games like this that like, Hey, uh, Hey, we nerf Reaper. Uh, sorry guys. We gotta, we gotta, we're, we're gonna buff, we're, we're gonna buff Reaper now. So, uh, he's, he's the lowest character. We got to buff him. We, we go, uh, he's a little too strong. Let's he's getting nerfed this patch. So I think that's part of the <laughs> experience of, uh, you know, an ongoing live game. So I do hear that the, um, the beta will be available for console people later down the line, I believe, but at least this one was only for PC players. So, um, yeah, overall it, at least uh, with a huge disclaimer that this is of course a beta. So obviously, you know, a lot of stuff isn't in place, but heavily, heavily felt like just in a, a, a significant patch to overwatch one. I def definitely did not really get overwatch two vibes. Uh, you know, you know what I mean? Like when you play an, uh, a, an upgraded version of a game or whatever, you kind of feel like, oh, this is the sequel. But it's like with this being a beta, mind you, it felt like, um, oh, it's just a substantial. It felt like it could have been just another patch to uh, to Overwatch when it felt like. But at the same time, kind of makes sense because like I think all of my settings from the main game, like like were saved and applied to two this uh, this beta as well. So it's like, hey, I mean, this is probably what's going to happen when the, when the, you know, legit build comes out that like, you know, they're going to try to make this process as seamless as, as possible, especially as well, you know, to avoid alienating people that already have an existing copy of overwatch one also. So smart move either way. Um, overall. So yeah, overwatch two, man. Finally, finally, I'm enjoying it though. Definitely, definitely going to play some more. Definitely want to play some more. Say that. So, uh, well, with all that being said, that's uh, pretty much all I've been playing. Let's get into what I've been watching, which has been pretty much just from all night. Moon Knight, 
which um uh episode five has uh definitely been interesting i feel like just overall moon Knight, i was not feeling it definitely has some various miscellaneous highs um but not enough to make up for the lows i feel like but uh at least this episode definitely gave an indication of what at least hopefully the finale ends with a bang. I feel like God, I'd hope so. Um, they definitely are at least hinting at some interesting stuff happening within this series. Uh, at least really hoping they, they knock it out the park, at least with the finale, make it somewhat all worth it. But, um, yeah, without going into much detail, I don't really feel like spoiling it. Um, yeah, it was an interesting, interesting ride this episode for sure. I'll say that. I'll say that. And you know what? That being said, I think that'll end episode 151 of Switch of Sights. Um, yeah. Uh, if you did like this podcast, feel free to like, rate, subscribe on your various podcasting platforms. Um, you could catch me record this live on Twitch TV slash a switch. I've lately occasionally been dabbling in uh, streaming some games, uh, play some outbreak and all that good stuff. So you never know. Um, you can catch the archives of the show on youtube.com slash a switch as well. Until next time, y'all get your damn game on. Feel free to fuck. Aw, <laughs> yeah. Nobody's safe.